Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Truer words have ever been spoken, as far as I'm concerned. Welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's The Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker DeFrance is here. Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Here is uh, here is the White Stallion Ranch. That's where we are streaming from. Uh, the beautiful White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson. Check them out, uh, whitestallionranch.com, and uh, come on out and uh, enjoy a fun Give time. Give me a cowboy anytime. I don't want no... Sh- Thinking lawyer. There you go. And in studio, if you will, with us is uh, Mark Sankey from uh, the Mescal movie set. Mark, welcome. Well, glad to be here. Managing director and what? The director of media and marketing. There you go. And chief bottle washer, too, right? Well, I've been known to clean the porta pits if necessary and everything else. Yep. Toilet paper uh, to the the outhouse. Yeah. Yeah. All right, it's Mes- essential. It, it is. Mescal is the uh, uh, what a name for a town. Mescal. Uh, it is the movie set that is uh, in the eastern part of uh, the Tucson, Arizona area. West uh, Old Tucson was on the western side, and at one time, both studios uh, or both locations were operated under the auspices of Old Tucson uh, when Bob Shelton was still. Uh, and it's just things. a few miles from Benson. And just a few miles from Benson there. Um, so, uh, are you, you know, near Gammon's you know, Gulch also? Pardon me? Gammon's Gulch, are you near there? No. Uh, it's it's a, d- a bit of a drive. It's not that far away. you gotta, okay. you got to go down the road past the Mescal train depot where the tra- uh, coal tower was. Turn east, go past uh, Benson just a little bit, and then head back up north again. Take a fork in the road, right? But if you're horseback, you could go cross country. Now, as the crow flies, yeah. <laughs> or the horse rides. Thank God I have my GPS on. I know, huh? You got a GPS on your horse? He does. One of the few who has GPS equipped <laughs> horses. Um, got a CB on it, too. <laughs> what, what's, uh, let's talk about Mescal. It's, it's history, and Todd knows its history real well as well. Well, Mescal uh, goes way back. How far uh, back? Well, the first film that we can document is 1950, and uh, that was Winchester 73 with Jimmy Stewart. Which was also filmed out here. Okay. Yes, it was, right at White Stallion Ranch. Yeah, at the White Stallion Now, Ranch. we have looked at that film repeatedly, and I think there were just a couple uh, scenic views in yeah. that movie. I don't think any, obviously none of the town scenes, but yeah. back I think in there. Yeah, traveling scenes, but also uh, besides Winchester 73... Uh, the big country shot some out there besides was, down by the That was in 59. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of that was Happy Valley. Yeah. And that, well, yeah, it was. But that was that, in that area out where north of the uh, coal shuttle and then Cimarron, they did the land rush out there. Right. Which was, was o- big. It was Oklahoma. Yeah. No, it wasn't Oklahoma. That was, oh, it was supposed to be Oklahoma, yeah. 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 <laughs> Glen Ford. Supposed and, to be Oklahoma and, and Arizona. Hey, but, that was, well, hey. They shot Oklahoma in I know. Arizona. Yeah, I know. This is more like Oklahoma than Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Got more Okies here than Oklahoma. Has. There you go. Uh, so continuing on. So uh, Winchester 73, first documented uh, film. And then we go to? The Big Country in Cimarron. And it, it was in 68, 69 that they started building the buildings. So the first movie that was filmed out there with buildings was Monty Walsh, which was released in 1970. 
And there was a young man in that movie that sitting next to me, mm-hmm. Walker de France. Yeah, uh, they they started construction in May of '69, and didn't start shooting until much later. But uh, it's it is such an interesting place, and you see how it's an evolved over time. The way uh, initially the main street for Monty Walsh ran north and south. Now the main street runs east and west. Tell us more about the evolution of the town. Well, they had Monty Walsh, and uh, from what I've read and such, uh, there weren't that many buildings for that film. There was on the east side, running north and west, starting with the uh, little general store that uh, Jack Balance marries the lady and becomes the storekeeper. There was five buildings a space, and then another building. Across from that was a big building. I can't remember what it was. And then just south of that were the big corrals. And if anybody saw the movie, they'll remember a Conestoga wagon down there. Yeah. And that Conestoga wagon was there over the entire time period from covering a couple of years. And the reason it was there was because back then, there was only one bad spot on the other side, to the south, there was a house in the afternoon. The sun would hit a, hit the window, and it would kick back up. Cameraman would look through the camera, and he'd say, "Move, the, move it another five feet this way, <laughs> another five feet that way." And so, they, but they had to keep it throughout the movie. So that's probably the only, uh, and it wasn't a mistake. It was on purpose. So I don't know sure. what you would call it, you know. And the, uh, the of course, the big. The big barn where you have the great scene where Shorty comes riding, sliding the horse in, yeah, and then yeah. Monty Walsh and uh, amble and, and, and balance they amble up and they just step off, and he says something like, you know, everybody gets off their own way. Yeah. <laughs> then after Monty Walsh, it was another uh, movie bunker you were involved with, uh, Dirty Dingus McGee, yeah. and that had uh, Frank Sinatra. And there's an interesting, interesting thing about that, too, is uh, east of where the the buildings were, uh, the little, you know how the hill drops off, yep. that's where they had the stage stop that was the opening sequence. And that's long gone. You know, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think it lasted past that. And just another, another step in evolution out there. Well, it was constantly evolving. I mean, the next... Probably a big one that people would recognize is the outlaw Josie Wales, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. Uh, after he had picked up the Indian chief and the uh, and the girl, they needed supplies, and they went into town, went into the mercantile store that's still standing there, got yeah. his supplies, and uh, that's where he ran into the nasty old lady that didn't like anybody from, <laughs> she didn't like Hoosiers. Right. She didn't like anybody from Kansas or whatever. Mm-hmm. He got his supplies and was walking across the street, and a whiskey drummer recognized him yeah. and yelled out, Josie Wales! And the whole town stops, and he's, he's on the porch across the street with the four Yankees, yeah. and uh, and they have a stare down, and he says, you going to pull those pistols or whistle Dixie? Right, yeah. And bam, 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 bam. That's a great scene. So only about 13 minutes of that movie yeah. was shot at that, but we were proud of that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's an interesting point, because, you know, we like we mentioned uh Winchester 73 and Cimarron and uh, and the other picture. Uh, a lot of times, you know, like with, with uh, the big country, they're in and out. You know, like with, down at the Empire, it's hard to tell 
where or when or how much of it was used yeah. because it looks just like the country up around Lancaster where they shot most of it. Yeah. You know, so, and it, that's always, but it, you know, it's a credit. Well, oh, you know, yeah. One day, if it's just a drive-by, because they do stuff like that, that you do. Why do they do that as opposed to staying, all right, let's take the, the White Stallion Ranch. Stay on the ranch, do all of your um, uh, outdoor scenes, everything that you need to. But then they'll they'll decide, hey, let's go down to uh, Mezcal. Why do they do that? I, I, I don't know for sure, but I think to get different backgrounds, to get mm-hmm. different mountains. You see that same mountain peak from so many different angles, and they're supposed to be 50 or 100 miles away. It's obvious yeah. to the to people watching the show mm-hmm. that... Well, that's the same mountain. You know, it, it's a good example of that is like Red River shooting down there in the Oceania. The yeah. They just kept moving the camera. They ended up actually shooting like a 360 to cover all of the different ground. Well, yeah. But the thing is, like like with here, a lot of times, too, what it is is uh, they may be actually, they're shooting, but they're going to, they're scouting for something else at the same time. So they're going to kill two birds with one stone, see what the country looks like on film, and use it. I remember watching something about uh, uh, the Alabama Hills and their popularity and such, and cameras set up in one spot, and you see all the nifty rocks where all the action happens. And you turn the camera about five feet uh, to the left, and there's the mountains and the valley. And then turn a few more feet, and there's the the valley. (laughs) Well, it's like Pickle Rock out there, you know, uh, at... at, uh, up there, Lone Pine. I mean, it stands out. Yeah. And but you can shoot from the other direction, and it doesn't look like Pickle Rock. Todd, what are your memories of uh, Mescal when your dad was shooting Monty Walsh? Well, uh, in my, it was. I had never been anywhere like that. So you know, growing up in L.A., so it was hot, middle of the summer, and it was very dry and dusty. But I was in heaven. You know, I was eight years old, and I just. I couldn't get enough of it, and we were out there every day. Um, I came across some old photos of of uh, of uh, the Money Wolf set, and how this got started, and how it happened, or why it happened, I don't know. But in the middle of the production, they had uh, a guy and a gal jump out of a plane and float down in parachutes and land on the set in the middle of the set and they had more than one photographer taking pictures of it and they were like in crazy looking outfits that looked like clowns or something without the makeup and uh, you know they're 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 you know they're there with Lee Marvin and Jack Palance and Mitch Ryan and you know there's my dad and Hal Landers his partner and William Franker the director and I you know I I don't remember that day, um, you know, uh, and neither does Bunker. But uh, you know, it's just it was a it was a fun place. I do remember the funny thing. I kept needling my father endlessly. Of one day they they needed to shoot over in old old Tucson, and I kept saying to my dad, Dad, why are you, why are, why are you going over to old Tucson to shoot a shot when you built this town, and that's the town for the movie, and why do you need to go over there? And I don't understand it. And my dad kept looking at me like, Todd, what you need to do is try to close your mouth and open your ears, and maybe you'll learn something. 
uh, it's for whatever reason the director wants it to be over there and the next thing you know I, I looked at my dad because I was so full of myself and I said well I'm going to go talk to Bill for, uh, Mr. Fraker and whoa <laughs> wait whoa hold on as I you know uh, he's I was like, well, I know him. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him, too. And you know what? We're going to leave him alone. He's working. Um, and, uh, you know, it, just like so many other times running around that set, it was a lot of fun. But uh, one thing my dad, he took a lot of pride in that they built that town. He took a lot of pride in it, that they built it. And uh, and he and Hal, and that it, it looked so real. Because when they were making Monty Walsh, they, you know, I kept saying, why don't they look like the guys on Bonanza? They're not dressed like the guys on Bonanza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't look like they don't they don't look like Keith and uh, 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 Nick Barkley on the Big Valley. Why don't they dress like those guys? And my dad was like, Todd, um, this is uh, this is the way the Cowboys dressed, and uh, I kept you know prodding him. And finally, one day, I asked Lee, uh, you know, why why are you dressing that way? And he was like. Uh, is that all you got to ask me? <laughs> Go ask don't, don't you want to? Don't 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 you want to talk about something else? And uh, you know, it, it was just a great place, and it still is. And I remember my dad got the call about two weeks after they finished. There was a flash flood that came through and took out several buildings, or maybe it was a month later. I don't remember exactly the timeline, but they were. My dad was like he. He was glad that the the picture was over and it didn't interrupt the production. But he was a little bit um, he he it kind of like he was a little disappointed. He was like, "Well, that's our town, you know." And uh, because they hadn't sold it yet, obviously, uh, and I don't know how long it took to do that. But he 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 kind of had an affection for it. My dad loved that kind of look and that lifestyle. Did you accompany? I want to solve his mystery. Okay. Why they went to old Tucson? They had built a cover set of the bunkhouse because it was a practical set out there. The bunkhouse was where they shot, but they had a weather day. Ah. A couple of weather days. It was like a series of really bad monsoons. Mm -hmm. And they got uh -huh. some really good ones out there. And they went out there, but they got a bill after they after I think the first uh, third day they got a bill from old Tucson for uh, sandbags, you know how they use them on, on mm -hmm. the uh, lights and stuff to stabilize them so they don't get knocked over or fall over. Right. And old Tucson charged them like $100 a bag, and that they were filled with sawdust from the set that they built, that they paid for. <laughs> and so your dad your dad said no more cover sets at old Tucson. So old Tucson lost several days of shooting probably. Did you accompany right. your dad on the uh, second filming of, of Monty Walsh? Well, no, we did not. Uh, it was all shot in Canada. Oh, okay. And we were we didn't go, but my dad, uh, he was constantly. You know, we were talking about it back and forth constantly, and we were in, very involved prior because of, uh, you know, they used my dad's script uh, for the film, right? And that. Uh, uh, they added a scene at the beginning, they added a scene in the middle, and they added a scene at the end, and the rest of it was all uh, uh, was all my the, the original screenplay. Um, but I drove up to that office, uh, Brandman Michael Brandman's office, who's Tom Selleck's partner. And they 
uh, were the producers. My dad was one of the, they were executive producers. My dad was one of the executive producers as well. And um, he they was very nice. He lived in a uh, an old 1920s Spanish colonial uh, home, uh, and it was really full of leather and gun leather and saddles and all that stuff. So I felt very comfortable there. But you know, my dad kind of from that film that inspired him eventually he got a house in the desert and and kept it and that's where um you know uh he wanted that lifestyle as it were if you want to call it that hey well uh i got a question for you yes sir good, good to get he's on the show huh how is sammy <laughs> sammy the cat yes sammy the cat is doing great he's like the set cat he is a set cat he's been there 11 years wow and i guess he started out as a feral kitten and out of the litter, he's the only one that survived. Yeah. And he survived bobcats, coyotes. He's even been bitten by a rattlesnake. Wow. Uh, he's so well taken care of now, he's a terrible mouser. <laughs> <laughs> terrible mouser. Does, Bring does, me does, the does, mouse. does he audition, or does he just get a part automatically? Well, they, they, they like him in the set. We, we were filming uh, for a, a local movie uh, uh, Wednesday, no, Thursday. Yeah. And uh, they filmed in a saloon out there, the saloon that was used for the Quick and the Dead, for Sharon Stone. And so they they were there from about 3 o'clock to 8.30. Sammy has his own chair in that saloon. It's a stock chair. (laughs) And Sammy was in that for the whole shoot, for five, five and a half hours. Well, he he got some close-ups, probably. Well, I don't think he ended up in the film, but he he wouldn't move. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and all the actresses, of course, went over and sit with Sammy, and, mm-hmm. and she got lots of love ups. But uh, <laughs> she's a terrible mouser. I'm, I'm sitting back in the corner. Uh, and my big job was to turn the fan on and off in between. Shooting. That's important. That was very important. Yeah, yeah I was a, I was a fan. <laughs> it's awful hot in there. But I'm, I'm sitting right by where the cat food is, no no less than four feet away. And these mice would climb up on the desk, and they'd get some cat food and run down. <laughs> Sammy would just watch them. Yeah. So I, I couldn't make noise because they were filming oh, off right. and on. So I got a I got a rubber band, and I would I would shoot the mice when they would get up on the on the table. And Sammy didn't care. God, what a great sequence There's that a, would be in the background. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, man. The movie That's by cool. itself. Yeah. And we're talking with Mark Sankey from the Mescal Movies set here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts with you. we got to do our first commercial break. We're streaming live to you from the White Stallion Ranch. We'll be back with much more after this. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities
features that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tancaverde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. 26 men, carefully chosen for their courage and ability, formed the Arizona Rangers. Fame and public acclaim was not their objective. This is perhaps why the story of these 26 men has never been told until now. This is the Voices of the West. Back on Emil Francis, the Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts with you, our guest, Mark Sankey, from the Mescal movie set. And uh, Mescal at one time was part of or owned by those who owned Old Tucson. Let's get into that. How, how did that all come about? Well, after Monty Walsh, uh, Bob Shelton bought the set. And uh, came under the umbrella of Old Tucson. Now, where Old Tucson was a theme park and a movie set, Mescal was basically always a movie set. It was never really open for tours. It was not a Western attraction and such. So a lot of the films used both sets. Uh, I I do know the Young Riders series that was from 89 to Mm -hmm. 92, filmed and actively used both sets. There's a couple scenes that are funny. There was a... uh, a gentleman named Robin Wayne that was uh, a stuntman in Old Tucson. It was a lot of those films. And there's one episode where he's hanging out a window at Old Tucson and fires his gun, shoots a guy who is Robin Wayne, the same guy who's at the Mescal Center. Boy, so, he was using a buffalo gun. Hell of a shot. Hell, so. of a hell of a shot. shot. Yeah. 40 miles away. Or they walk out of a building and they're definitely in old Tucson. Yeah. And they walk out of the building and they go on the street and it's Mescal. So (laughs) it's the movie magic of putting them back and forth. So that was a real asset because with old Tucson, you had the Sonoran Desert and you had the Saguaros and you had uh, uh, the Tucson Mountains there. But when you needed the cattle country, uh, you can go on down to to, uh, Benson, uh, to Mescal, and it had a totally different look. You didn't have any of the Saguaros. Uh, you had the grasslands and the mesquite shrubs. You know, an interesting thing, as you mentioned, the young riders, is I was looking them up, and they've got, of course, they were here for like three years. They, I think, had more locations all over southern Arizona than any other picture. It's a good, it's a good 20 or 30. I mean, Moonstone, past Benson, down around Douglas, uh, 
the canyon that runs up there, the Happy Valley Canyon. Yeah. They did a ton of stuff up there. They had all those great trees and that little running creek that they yeah. could use. Yeah, they used quite a few scenes as they went on their Pony Express runs. Yeah. They would get uh, different uh, different environments. Yeah. And here's an interesting thing. Uh, when Monty Walsh, when they were building the town, they built the town at a cost of $200,000, and it was originally called Happy Valley because that's where it was located. That was, right. That was the, the, the plains out of Happy Valley. And then uh, the uh, set for uh, Slash Y, I think that cost them something like $80,000. Who came so, up with the name Mescal? I'm not sure. Well, I can I can partially answer that. Uh-huh. Uh, the there was a train stop where the coal shuttle was. They used to used to water and refill the coal cars there, okay. and that was Mescal. Okay. Now Mescal is also a name of a Mexican liquor. Yes, so I know. Probably it somewhere came from that. I'll just like Mescalero <laughs> Indians came from the Mescal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a, it's. A common southwestern word, and so it's probably you know people. Get, why do they name anything? anything? Well, kind of like Hones, then. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it's yeah. a, a common name, Hones. Yeah. The Joneses. Yeah. Yeah. Why, do, <laughs> why do they call Nogales Nogales? Well, because it means walnut. Exactly. That's why. So probably somebody had a bottle of mescal there. <laughs> or, railroaders or more than one. Yeah, railroaders were a little mescal, yeah. yeah. They were smart, they had more than one. <laughs> and I wasn't invited. <laughs> well, you were only eight back then. So. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Um, and I was drinking coffee. Well, I was, I was eating ice cream. And Leroy was drinking coffee uh, on the set. And, uh, you know, I, I've told this story before, but we were out on the set and we were eating you know it was lunchtime and i walk onto the set and it's just that they've just struck for lunch and and i see um what i think is lee marvin so i was i'd go up and hang out with him and talk to him all the time and he knew me in and so i you know hey hey lee how you doing oh, oh hey and he was not talking much and we go get we go through the line we get our paper plates and fill up with food and we go sit down somewhere and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him and he's looking at me a little strange <laughs> and I'm asking him some questions and about this or that and he's kind of looking at me a little strange and finally I hear somebody go hey Todd and I look up it's Lee Marvin <laughs> and there's and I'm sitting with Leroy his stunt double who plays the marshal of course who Mitch Ryan shoots and kills and I'm like uh, hey Lee uh, I thought I was having lunch with you he goes alright buddy you go back to doing that and I look at Leroy and I go why didn't you say anything he goes you didn't ask <laughs> and that was Leroy Johnson he also was the guy that did the ride in for Shorty in the bar in the mm-hmm. barn. Hell Mark, how did you get involved uh, with with uh, uh, Mescal? You used to work with Old Tucson. Well, yeah, I worked at Old Tucson for a little bit. I basically retired, sold a business, and wanted to do something fun. And I live over there by Gates Pass. And I just remembered I always enjoyed Old Tucson. And when we moved here, we got an annual pass, and my kids kind of grew up going there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wanted to do something fun. So uh, I wanted to be a historian, and they weren't hiring for that. So I just went in with guest services and uh, worked there for about a year and a half before it closed. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boss there 
was uh, friends with the Karchner family that bought Mescal. And so she recommended I go down there and start volunteering. And uh, so I went down with, again, the hopes of just being a historian and such. And uh, and they were looking for somebody to write a, a news release. Well, I, I used to run a publishing company mm-hmm. at one time. So I said, well, I can do that. Yep. Got it right you know? here. And then we need somebody that uh, can create a flyer. And I said, well, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, raised my hand up. And they said, well, we need somebody to do a TV interview. And I didn't raise my hand up, and, but they all looked at me and said, well, you can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it sort of evolved into uh, marketing and media. And, uh, and you uh, do a good job. I've seen, I've, oh, I've seen several of the, of the interviews, you know, because you've got them all over the different sites. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good smokesman, very articulate, very, very personable. I got to add one more thing here about uh, when, old Tucson, when old Tucson purchased it. They bought the ranch from the Double X Ranch. That was the name of the ranch that was there. And I, somewhere else, I've got the name of the of the family. But uh, well, the Double X, I think that's a, they were surrounded by yeah. a ranch on open range. Uh, and and uh, we do get cows coming in all the time. They're our, our biggest vandals. Now here's an interesting story. Right after they finish it, you know, part of the agreement was that they was to tear the town down. Uh, and that cost the company a little bit of money. And Bob stepped in and said, "Well, look, I'd like to, I'd like to buy it from you." But he had to negotiate with the people with the double X, right? And the old rancher goes, "Well, I don't know. You know, them damn cows—they get in there in them buildings, they break a leg. I don't. It's not too, not too good." And Bob said, "He was. Let me point something out to you. Uh, how much you get for one of those cows?" He said, "Oh, depending on the market, I could get four hundred, six hundred. Good market, maybe more." He says, well, he says, I'm willing to pay you, and whatever the sum was, he says, how many cows would it take to, to equal that amount? And the old boy said, you got a deal. <laughs> and so that's, you know, because that was, that's one of the things that happened, too. It's just like with the slash Y. The, good, the Lord was looking after it because that was part of the deal, too, with the empire, and they let him keep it, and it... It was so great because that brought a lot of shows down there. Gunsmoke used to shoot down there almost every time they came to Tucson. So, yeah. So, now that Arizona has uh, finally uh, done the done the right thing and uh, uh, brought back the tax breaks for movie companies uh, to come in and, and do their thing, uh, are you seeing more business uh, at Mescal, or has that not... Just, just the publicity of that and getting mentioned in Variety and, and doing some things has definitely increased the phone calls. Uh, you know, we probably have 14 or so pending projects that we're talking yeah. to. We're not going to get all those, but people, you know, we're starting to get on people's radar. The the actual uh, incentive doesn't start till January 1. Yeah. Uh, and then even after that, it's going to take some time. Because the way it's written, a lot of the pre and post production has to be done here. Yeah, okay. so, they need studio space for some of the right. Some we need of the aspects. we need the infrastructure built. Uh, there are are plans to build uh, two big complexes up in uh, Maricopa County, uh, we, Buckeye and uh, Tempe. Scottsdale. Scottsdale, Tempe. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we're we're lobbying to get something down here in southern Arizona. Yeah. Why build? 12, 14, 16 sound, sound stages yeah. up there. Why not have uh, something Well, you know, here? and there are some. Yeah, especially of, since Apache Junction doesn't exist anymore. Well, a lot of the sets, you know, California and, and here in Arizona and 
Mexico are going by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the motivations for the Karchners when they bought it, is that they're real cow people. I mean, they're fifth-generation ranchers. They're a philanthropic and, uh, yeah, family so, to be to Exactly. <laughs> so they didn't buy it with the goal of, hey, let's get in the movie industry. Yeah. They bought it to preserve Western history, yeah. Western yeah. culture. And then they realized the best way to do that is to keep it as a movie set. My wife worked with... Uh, the, car, the medical Karchners. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, when she worked at Tucson Medical Center eons ago. And, uh, yeah, uh, so. Yeah. And you know, the other thing which people always forget is the tax write-off. Because if you're sitting out there and all of the, all of the improvements you're making are all tax write-offs for the bigger corporation. Right. So, you know, it's, that's, part, that's, how, that's how the business works, you know. Well, I want to ask you something here. Sure. Get a different aspect of uh, Mescal. Tell us about the Sunset Tours. Sunset Tours, you know, we, we've kind of, we've only really been open for a year. Mm-hmm. And so we've been playing it month by month and quarter by quarter as far as what we're doing. We started having historical tours during the day, during the weekends, Fridays and Saturdays, and they were successful. But when it got into the summertime, uh, we didn't want people passing out in the streets. <laughs> Because, you know, we don't have electric. This there's, is no, a, there's no facilities. Yeah. There's no, you know, we can't get people out of the heat. There's no That's air right. conditioning. So we thought, well, let's just make it a little bit when it's cooler and we have some shade. Yeah. And uh, so we experimented just with one Saturday with Sunset Tours and it sold out. So we said, well, let's do two more. And they sold out. So now we've just been doing them every other uh, Saturday. And uh, so we have one tonight. Uh, the 27th, and then we're looking at our September schedule. It's a little difficult to set up events because we are talking about the film yeah. production. Mm-hmm. And, you and, know, in the wintertime, you can always put a salamander up there. That's one <laughs> one thing. You know, yeah. that's what they would do when they were shooting out there. I mean, I've been out there when it was snowing. Oh, you yeah. know, when he had to chip the ice off the, off the troughs. And it gets bitter cold with the wind that's out there a lot. And so there's ways to do it. But and we may have covered that in a sense, but what have you got in the way of upcoming events? Well, uh, we are talking to a lot of filming, and I think we have three or four uh, films will be coming in the next uh, next couple of months. But in between that, uh, we'll revitalize our historical tours. Uh, we are talking to a Civil War reenactment as far as having an artillery demonstration. Really? One weekend. Oh, yes. I, 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 I have cannon... We'll shoot. Oh, yeah? Have oh, cannon, yeah. we'll travel. Yeah. We have so cannon, we'll travel, yes. We're excited about that. Uh, we did ghost hunts mm. last year oh, yeah. that were successful. And that's coming up, yeah. And so we'll probably we'll probably do a couple more of the ghost hunts. Are you uh, still doing the stagecoach rides? Yeah, we have the stagecoach. Uh, it's, uh, it's a stagecoach owned by Jesse Bell, who was the Wrangler at Old yeah. Tucson. So if uh, you ever rode the stagecoach at Old Tucson, it's now over at Mescal. Have all the, have most of the things that happened at Old Tucson, Old Tucson is now owned by uh, a, a company that, uh, I think they the do. The American Heritage he, Railway. Right, yeah, they do uh, rail tours up in uh, Colorado, narrow gauge rail. Uh, has, have, has anything changed? I mean, have you brought a lot of that stuff from Old Tucson over to Mescal now? We, we did get uh, uh, quite a few things. Um, that you know, they had a tremendous boneyard, junkyard over oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were able to pick up all kinds of odds and ends from that, uh, and uh, we did we did buy some props and some things. Old Tucson was very generous 
in in working with us because they, you know, we were part of Old Tucson. Yeah, yeah. Um, we helped them clear out their, you know, their trash yard too. Exactly. Um, we we did try to get the wardrobe. <laughs> we we couldn't get that. Yeah. Uh, we did try to get the, everything in the Bob Shelton Museum there. Mm-hmm. You know, Clint Eastwood outfit. Right, right. Frank uh, Frank Sinatra's underwear and. Yeah stuff we weren't able to get that uh we wanted to pick up some of the wagons and we weren't able to get those so you've been but, dealing with carolyn shelton right about getting oh, some of carolyn and i talk Lovely probably lady. weekly yeah, yeah <laughs> she's a wonderful person she is and uh she is. And, and yeah she's she's been very helpful and very supportive all right we got to do our next commercial break here on amal franzi's voices of the west we're talking with mark sankey yeah, from the, the mezcal uh, movie set harry alexander bunker de france and todd roberts we'll be right back Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSki.com. You've got some Cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here'll spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a rent to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Rent a hench when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Hey, this is Robert Fuller, uh, Jess Harper from Laramie, and we're listening to the Voices of the West. <laughs> Franzi's voice.
Voices of the West, Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. And we're streaming to you live from the White Stallion Ranch just north of Tucson. Our guest is Mark Sankey from Mescal Movie Set just east of Tucson. And uh, we're talking about uh, all the improvements and fun things that are happening out at Mescal. And uh, <laughs> it's quite funny, Todd, as soon as the uh, theme to uh, High Chaparral bounced on there, the three of us just sat up like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's uh, as we've said so many times, although we do play it for our, our, our compadre, um, it is one of the greatest Western themes of all time. Yes, it is, and it's and it it, it and to, to only prove how great it is is that it every time you hear it, it gives you that little swell or kind of a uh, like you're on a roller coaster. That's right. You know? It's like the big country, uh, like yeah. on uh, like on the big country yeah. or uh, Bonanza yep. or uh, any of the other great. Ones. I that's that's definitely one of them. There's no doubt about it. Now, well, we love to tell the reason. We love to tell Bunker that we play it all the time for him <laughs> exclusively. Um, just My like, we, like to, we tell him there's always going to be a cupcake after the show, but we divert his attention and then we never give it to him. But that's another I've never story. gotten one, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to get back to uh, what's going on out there at Mescal now. You guys have been blessed with a volunteers. You've got a kind of a volunteer program going on. Uh, tell us about that and how, if somebody wants to volunteer, how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, we 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 have phenomenal volunteers. Uh, I, I was just uh, Lou Adams, who's our operations manager, sent something out last month. We had over ten thousand hours volunteered wow. the first half of this year. That's wow. awesome. The first half of this year. Wow. So, and uh, some of these people are out every weekend, uh, and we have volunteers that are. Well, most of us are retired mm-hmm. uh, because we're all volunteers. Yeah. There, all the money goes back into the mm-hmm. set to rebuild the set. And we're all dedicated to get that set back on its feet. But we we have gentlemen out here that uh, will come out and uh, pound nails. Actually, we don't use nails out there. We use strictly screws. Nails get pulled out. <laughs> they don't last out there. Yeah. But uh, rebuilding the buildings, working on foundation roofs, and that type of thing. And we have other volunteers that we call our mescalians. That dress, they, cool. they, you know, they provide a street atmosphere. That uh, they dress in period dress nice. on the, on the streets that and such, cool. and they'll do short skits, uh, you know, little shootouts or something like that to to entertain the, cool. the guests. Yeah, hey, uh, let's go out there and just yeah, we, a shoot yeah. we should go out there, bunker, have and, a shootout, and do, yeah. Yeah, do a shootout in a show. <laughs> you know, and and so uh, you know, and they all come out, and it's it's a real good environment. We're not allowed mm-hmm. to talk politics, right? Good. You know, so politics. there's no arguments that way. There's no politics. There's no in the politics. West. Yeah, and uh, we, we have Except a great time. <laughs> and uh, uh, so people, we do have on our webpage. You can sign up to be a volunteer. Good. It is a commitment, though. Uh, a lot of people want to get in the movies and they want to come out just simply because they want to get in the movies. Yeah. And I'm sorry, we're not interested in that type of volunteers. <laughs> right. We want people that want to come out and help rebuild the, the, the set yeah. and make a commitment. So legacy. We, we ask the volunteers to do to volunteer for 200 hours a, a year. Uh, you do have to go through a, an orientation. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, uh, wear a gun out there, you've got to go through a gun safety. We have very strict. That's so uh, good. We have, yeah. and, and, you know, every time you come to the set, we have an armor that inspects your gun. Good. I, I carry a Denex, a non-firing gun. They've checked it every weekend for the past year, and they good. know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Check yeah. that. 
hadn't yeah. fired yet, but they still check it. That's well, that's yeah. important. That's, it's, it's like man, a, that it's is like nice. That's the way to do things. Yeah. And, and such and blanks are handed out before the skits are always handled by one person. Yeah. So it's it's very safe. And I mean that's a concern nowadays. Of course. With the fiasco that yeah. happened at Bonanza. Yeah. But they take that safe. So. Yeah. Getting back to the volunteers, uh, so you know people people can sign up. We are kind of full with the, for the people that are dressing up as, as street atmosphere. A lot of people like that. Although we like to have some younger people, some carpenters we, and oh well, painters. we always need carpenters and painters. I mean, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. But a little amusing story that you know, so many of us are retired that we overheard one little fella on the set with his parents and he looking around and he says, "Hey, Dad." Are all cowboys old? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, along the same line, Dan, how did, if somebody wanted to be a sponsor, how would they go about doing that, the sponsorship program? Well, if you want to sponsor, it's the best thing to call me. We have lots of different levels of sponsor, and they're not limited to what we advertise. We do advertise it on the on the uh, web page and such. And the web page is mezcalmovieset.com. Yep, and they, they can come in and, you know, we have the typical gold sponsor and tin sponsor and that type of thing. And, and you know, all their money goes right back to the set. The Karchners aren't taking a dime out. I'm a volunteer. All the staff people are volunteers. And the people that pay $10 for a tour, that, that goes back. That goes there. all back yeah. into yeah. the set there. There's nobody's putting it in their pocket. No, no. Boy, so, that, that is altruism so there's, at its yeah, best. There's, there's money that can be designated. Uh, we, we've there's a few people that expressed interest in being building sponsors. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, now that's a rather big ticket. That might be five yeah. to ten grand or something yeah. like that. But we can put their name on the building. Yeah. Now I can't guarantee. Bank president Mark Stanley. There you yeah. Go. yeah. I, I can't guarantee that that uh, sign will stay up for a movie. No. But you can put the sign back up when the movie's gone. And, yeah. and we do a lot of events, and it'll get a lot yeah, of attention. That's a great that idea. So and so really, what we're trying to do is community rebuild to get that back up because you you know we're looking at. Right now we have uh, 28 buildings. We want to build. We want to build a lot more. We need. Yeah. We need to build six more uh, in the short term. Uh, we want to flesh out the town a lot bigger. So, where, where are your volunteers coming from? The uh, immediate area? All, all over. I mean, we have a lot from Tucson, Green Valley, Sierra Vista, Tombstone, Benson, Wilcox. Nice. Uh, it's it's a variety of, of, of areas. That is an interesting thing because the people that. That are supportive of Western movies, of, of like that, of reenactors. Yep. These people are dedicated to yep. the history, uh, the legacy, the preservation. And they, you know, people travel across the country to go to film festivals, Western oh, film festivals. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, that's great. Hell, well, we've let, gone down to Wilcox for a film festival. At our cost, nobody paid us to do anything, but we did our show down there, and, yep. and we had a blast. <laughs> the Wild West Film Festival, yep, the Wild and West that's Film going Festival. to be here in Tucson this year. You guys have got something to do with that, don't you? You're going to have well, a they're going to be something? they're going to be uh, coming down to the set on yeah. October 24th. They they did last year too, yeah. and so after the film festival, they they bring their uh, have a tour, the, the tours coming out to the set. No, that's and, good. Uh, it's yeah, good exposure for us. The last Sunday of that, which because it's uh, it's, it's kind of neat because it's all pretty much starts I think around three o'clock in the afternoon and runs yeah. until about ten at night, and they screen films, they have panels, people talking. Uh, Sunday, they're going to screen the Cowboys because it's the 50th anniversary, and they're going to have people out there that worked on it. I worked on it, but they haven't asked me, so I guess I won't be there. You'll do a show on it. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're doing. We'll do, we'll we'll do a Sunday. show on it. Yeah. That's okay. We'll still do a show on it. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I like that. And uh, okay. Well, one more thing here. Uh, are you still doing the GoFundMe thing? We are. Uh, the GoFundMe wasn't as successful as we hoped. Yeah. I think initially, because the Karchner's last name is Karchner's, that they, they uh. think they're rich. You know, <laughs> but they're hardworking people yeah, like, like the rest like of everybody us. Else. They, yep. they don't own the caverns. No. Okay. Yeah. They, don't, they, they got to pay to go into caverns yeah, like everyone else. And in the yeah, ranching business, some years you go in the red. You know, it's not it's not all yeah. not yep. all greenbacks. Exactly. There. And a lot of their money is in and is in uh, the cows eating all the hay they have to buy. That's right. The, the other thing is they think everybody in the film industry is rich. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, how about that, Todd? Hey, is, you know is that a fact? I, you want to? You well, yeah, sure. Are you kidding? I mean, I you know, I sit on Wilshire Boulevard and drink champagne and eat oysters I, while you're doing the show. Yeah, yeah, while I do the show, and you know, I have a. <laughs> I have a very attractive waitress uh, feed the oysters to me like I'm Nero. The French maid feeding, uh, feeding, feeding grapes. grapes, you know. And uh, I smoke cigars and insult people yeah, as they go. walk along. Uh, you know, I, I'm always willing to offend any and all. I'm an equal opportunity offender. Uh, that's what we love uh, about you. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I think that, you know, it's funny about Moscow, which is, you know, everybody knows old Tucson, but not as many know Moscow, and I think it's just a matter of time now with you guys getting your name out there that it will be as famous. It, you know, and we support of course, them. you know, old Tucson's been around a lot longer, but you guys, uh, you know, have a great history, and there's just, and it's in a great area, and you got great backdrops. So I don't think it's it's gonna it's gonna take much for you to. And one of the, the big questions. One of the big pluses to the history is that a lot of the recent films that have been shot out there, they're still in people's mind. You know, yep. Tombstone, Quick oh, and yeah. the Dead. Yeah. So yeah. they are easier to yeah. associate than maybe Winchester 73. Right. Because, you know, that's... That's, that's black and white. 50 years ago. Yeah, black <laughs> and white. 70, oh, yeah, 70. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. got to do our final commercial break here on Amal Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts with you. Our guest, Mark Sankey from Bescal Movie Set, will be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. 
Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. You know, a woman is just like a spirited horse. You can't handle them with a tight rein. This is the Voices of the West. Here is a western we saw last night, full of action and dynamite. We thrilled and nearly stood on our head from the moment that hero walked in and said, I'm Wild Bill Hiccup and I'm brave and strong. I've been riding the range for six months long. I've been riding the range around enough cattle. I got so many blisters, I'm tall in the saddle. <laughs> you know, you just can't go wrong with any oh, what Spike a great Jones. Song. <laughs> I gotta hear that whole thing. <laughs> Spike Jones, Wild Wild Bill Hiccup. I mean, yeah. you know, welcome back, Damel Franzies. Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bucket of France, and John Roberts. Another, well, we'll with another you serious moment out there. You know, life is too short to well, be you know, serious. Our uh, guest is Mark Sankey from the Mescal movie set. Go, Bucker. You know, there was, a, there was a fellow out there. I don't know if he's still around, but he was an institution out there at Mescal. Uh, Frank Brown, the caretaker. Oh, yeah, Frank. Can you tell us any Frank stories, Frank Brown stories? You know, I never met Frank. Yeah. Uh, uh, Frank uh, retired. I, I know he is living out by the old Tucson area somewhere. But Frank was out there for years. And uh, it's funny because we have a lot of people that come to the set and they ask come for in. And, oh, they, yeah, they still ask for him and they, and they love him and such. And some people came up and say, yeah, we just kind of came up the driveway and this, this older gentleman met us and he gave us a tour and everything else. And I'll talk to some other people and say, yeah, we came up the driveway 
And this guy came out with a 45 on his hip, and we thought he was going to shoot us. So I don't know if Frank had his good days or bad days or whatever, but it's always it's always a kick when they ask about Frank, and they say, well, what, what was your experience with Frank? You know, I met him. Uh, I went out one time with, uh, with uh, Marty and Gene Freeze. Yeah. And uh, uh, both of them know him because, they're, you know, they're historians and they stuff. And uh, on the, we left there, and we we're going over to the uh, Triple T, uh, Triple C, because uh, we were hitting all a bunch of locations. And they were telling me about him. And apparently, and this uh, we may ha- we may have to censor this show, but apparently he at some point in his life uh, was kind of like a James Bond guy for Ooh. the government, and did a lot of very mysterious, uh, unmentionable. Acts and deeds and assignments. No, he didn't. But he didn't do it. No, he didn't. He didn't. (laughs) You didn't hear that. I I heard a story that he had to have surgery. So when they put him under the anesthesiology, the anesthesia, they had to bring in a G-man or something in the room. I I heard that story. In case he said something while he was out. I heard that. Yeah. I I need to have a G-man on contract so I can do that. Uh, What a great. What a great thing. I don't want anybody from the attorney general's office. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not this one, anyway. Oh, goodness. Where do we go next? Uh, uh, Mescal. How do you get out to Mescal? Let's go there. It's, it's easy to get to. You just a car. You, or a horse. You, you get on I-10, so if you're leaving Tucson, you head west. If you're east. East, yeah. Don't, don't listen to me. That's, that's All why, right. That's Take why it takes me four hours to get there. Take the fork the of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You head east. Where you take and exit. Follow the giant pointing arrow. <laughs> exit two nine seven. Yeah. And uh, you, you get off two nine seven, which is the Mescal Road J six exit. And it's marked on the highway marker. Yeah. yeah not not the movie set, but the Mescal oh, Road. The Mescal Road. Is, and yeah. then uh, when you get off. Uh, you had, we tell people north, but it's really west. Because people yep. are disoriented there. Yep, yep. Uh, and then we're three miles up Mescal Road. It's nice and paved, easy to get to. And right before it turns into dirt road, our driveway's on the left. And, you know, it's funny, but over the years, I've had people, you know, back going way back, and even recently, they'd say, you know, coming out here, we saw, we saw a ghost town <laughs> out there. Because that's what, from the highway, that's yeah, what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. Well, it, it does look like a ghost town. Yeah. So. Todd, anything you want to throw in there? Well, you know, it, it, I just think that Mescal is one of those jewels in southern Arizona that is why it's such a special place. Um, you know, and I, I the the terrain and, you know, it's had a big effect on many people, including Lee Marvin, who made a film there and said... I'm moving back there, and that's where he lived the last years of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's a special place, and, uh, you know, it's somewhere that I, I always feel at home, even though I'm an Angelino. But, uh, you know, of course, Harry and Bunker always try to make sure that I don't come back under any and all circumstances. <laughs> that's well, sure. story. You know, uh, can we go eat? No, there's, no. there's <laughs> all the restaurants are closed. No, uh, they're so subjected. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, but here we'll we'll keep the motor running. We'll pull up to this Seven Eleven. You get yourself a burrito and a big gulp and be on your way. And we'll hang on. So or not. Yeah. And then we drive off while you're in there. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you. Know, uh, I get lost in a Seven <laughs> yeah. Eleven. Why don't we do a marathon here and, and start naming off some of the stuff that was out there? Is there some over like over eighty different productions? You got to mention not to mention less than a minute. Well, not to mention commercials and industrials and and photo shoots. Uh, do you guys do you guys do weddings or anything out there? If somebody wanted to do that, we, we, we've had one wedding, and it just happened that the bride's grandfather was in the movie Cimarron. He was wow. one of the outlaws. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, so cool. that was a nice tie-in. We have two yeah. weddings scheduled, but I always, when people call about weddings, I ask one question: Why? Are you going to get married in stilettos or cowboy boots? <laughs> <laughs> because if it's stilettos, it's the end of the conversation. We're not going to take this yeah, any yeah. further. What yeah. if you get some lady that's got stilettos on her cowboy boots? Well, now. Well, they make them. We, they make them. All righty. Well. Bunker has a pair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, How else am I going to get to six know. foot? That's yeah. all the time we've got for this edition of Amal Franzi's Voices of the Show. Uh, com. Go there. Find out what it's about. Go visit it. And if you're in the Arizona, uh, in, the, in the Tucson, Arizona area, go out there and, and uh, enjoy it. And, and support fun. it. And support, and support what they're trying to do. When we get uh, less work. Mark, yeah, thank you for joining us. I'm glad to be here. I had a lot of fun, and we'd love to see you out of the Mescal movie set. Yeah. Next time we get together, uh, our guest of uh, Western Writers of America, uh, author Tom Claggett. And we'll be Blood talk- West. talking about his latest book. That's his book. Until then. 78, 79, 80 Mescal O's. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.